Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I'm Bob Brill, and he's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill on the NFL podcast and videocast. Each week, we take a look at what's going on in the NFL, and during the season, we analyze your fantasy picks. So this week, we're taking a look at something a little bit different. Steve colleague is former NFL quarterback Eric Kramer, who provides some valuable insights to the process. And this week, we're taking a look at the remaining NFL free agents, the names that are still out there, guys who you know from years past, but you just wonder why they're not on somebody's team already and in fantasy it is a big deal because even now you're thinking who you can pick up and who may make a difference and there's a lot of guys out there and we're just going to get down the list and talk about each each one of the these key guys offensively and defensively i think the top of the list really has to be the guy who's been with the rams last came on last year and that's odell beckham jr this guy's 29 years old he's 29 compared to these other guys who are in the mid-30s why is right. he not somewhere I don't know. And it's funny you mentioned he's 29 because the way he's been talked about over the years, you think he's 59. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, but here's what I think um, that a, he's coming off an ACL tear and that's what got, that's what has people nervous right now. Cause he is literally at the height of his prime right now. And uh, everybody saw that when he came to the Rams instantaneously. Um what I kind of think is going to happen is when he does come back from this ACL tear, whatever point that is, if he falls in line with the way ACL tears have gone and people have come back from the last 20 years, he's got a very good chance of coming back better than he ever was before. Really? Um, and I think the ball is in his court as to when and where he goes. Now, why is it the technology, the medical um, uh, procedures that have gotten that much better on an ACL, you know, I mean, that used to be a really almost career ending injury. What? Like think back to like the Dick Buckus days. I mean, he only played seven or eight years and you know, the knee injuries that <laughs> you should see his yeah. knees today. I oh, mean, yeah, it looks yeah. like they took a, a hacksaw to him. And uh, you know, when you think about Tommy John surgeries, how that used to ruin baseball pitchers. Right. Careers. Well, now, that's no more now everybody has to have one. It's almost right. a requirement. Right. And so I, you know, the recovery used to be like, if you're lucky, you might get back to 80% in a year and a half. Um, and uh, what was the running back for Minnesota, Anthony Peter, uh, Peterson? Adrian uh, Peterson. Adrian Peterson. Had his 2,000-yard season after his ACL tear. And um, I think that's just kind of the way it's gone. I don't know if it's the technology with the, the surgery. Obviously, it's not gotten worse. It's gotten better. But I think the rehab part has also gotten better. And that's really where uh, you see a lot of, of uh, the progress anyway being made. It's, it's the advancements in the therapy. I think the next guy on our list is Antonio Brown. Now, we all know what he did with the Steelers. We all know what he tried to do last year or they tried to make him do with Tampa Bay. And, you know, he's 33 years old, but he's still a young 33 if you see him play on the field. It doesn't look like he's, he, he looks like Beckham's 29, but at the same time, he's been a head case, you know, for 
for many teams. A lot of teams don't want to mess with him. Where where does he end up in the scheme of things as far as maybe not which team, but does he end up coming up in the season? Does he get signed by somebody? Where do you think that goes? Yeah, I think that's a good, fair question because if you there was a time last year, I think there was no question in anyone's mind, he was Tampa Bay's best receiver. And <clears throat> he's still at the top of his game. However, here's what every single team is going to ask themselves collectively. The drama that is sure to come, mm-hmm. is it worth it? And it, it wasn't for Tampa Bay. It sure wasn't for the Raiders. And it obviously wasn't for the Steelers. I'm not sure how many teams are going to line up waiting to take that on because you don't know what's coming. And that that's, that's the, you know, for all of the scriptedness of pro sports these days and the NFL in particular, um, it, it's a bottom line business. They want to know down to the penny how much they're going to make. And when you bring on someone like uh, Antonio Brown, who leaves typically two, three, four times a year now, leaves people scratching their heads, everyone but his own. Uh, so I don't think teams are going to take a chance on that. that. That's just my personal opinion. They could, but I think it would need to be a desperate team in the hunt of a Super Bowl. Because is he going to play for a team that when he comes, they're already one and six? Nope. No. Will Fuller's the next guy on the list. And now Will Fuller's had some injuries. But, you know, I mean, over the last, except for last year, He's been averaging, if I'm looking at his stats right now, anywhere between 35 and 50 catches, uh, always uh, over 15 yards a catch and, and you know, um, three to anywhere from three to eight touchdowns. And then last year, he only caught, uh, he only played in three games and he was coming off, well, that was with Miami. He had gone to Houston uh, for, uh, well, he'd been with Houston all his career uh, since he got drafted as a rookie. Had some injuries, but also had some, I think it was PED problems. And uh, so he was suspended for a while. He still seems to be that receiver who can make a difference. And uh, he's, I mean, I'm not sure how old he is. You know, I didn't look that up. He was born in um, 1994. So that makes him what, uh, 22 plus six. He's only 28 years old. You know, uh, that's I would figure. He's probably been around about six years or so. Something um, like that. He came up, he was a rookie in 16. So yeah, he's been two, four, six. He's just, Seven years, seven yeah. years in the NFL. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's, uh, you know, I mean, heck, like everybody knows they can watch him play and he's fast as a whippet. And uh, the problem is uh, it doesn't take much to put him on the sideline. And when you're paying receivers now, what, most of them are making probably anywhere from six to $18 million a year um, to get three games out of them. I don't think that's, and he's going to be someone's, you know, fourth receiver probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, you know, it's, it's hard to stick on um, if your production level is not meeting your salary. Now, what about, and this, and that's about, I'm saying about this time, six, seven years in there, that's when careers either go downward or upward. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Julio Jones. I mean, obviously one of the biggest names on this list, uh, his skills have faded. I mean, that's pretty obvious. With Tennessee last year, he's 33. Uh, is he still the type of guy who uh, can go out there and cause defenses to think, okay, we have to double cover this guy, which yeah. leaves maybe somebody younger and faster open? 
Is that in Pro his Probably life? not, but okay, let's just switch the roles here. He went to last year to Tennessee and could not have had a worse system or quarterback to be throwing the ball to him. Mm -hmm. You put him with Patrick Mahomes or with Justin Herbert or with any of the quarterbacks in the AFC West or with some of the upper tier quarterbacks and offensive passing games. Is he the guy? Probably not the original Julio Jones. No, but the second coming of a guy that can still catch 80 balls a year, probably six to eight touchdowns and, and be someone that can be very productive still. Yes, but it would have to be in the right scenario. He can't go to all any one of the 32 teams and make this happen. I, I think you're right. You know, it may be that he ends up in the AFC West because of the, the quarterbacks that are out there. Even though, I mean, He's somebody I think the Raiders would take a chance on. Historically, they take a chance on everybody, right? <laughs> Some of those guys make it in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> the, the next guy on the list is, is not a wide receiver, he's a tight end. And I think we all have to, I think the consensus is whatever Tom Brady decides or whatever Tom, wherever Tom Brady goes, Rob Gronkowski follows if Gronk wants to play one more year. And I think that's that's the big thing with him is, does he want to put out that effort? He's doing some TV now. He, right. He's, you know, uh, he's not very good at doing TV, um, but you know, things improve. He's still a name. He's still uh, a, a pitch man. He can still make a lot of money. And he know, can still catch over. a football out of a helicopter, dropped out of a helicopter. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so my, my is, thought with Gronkowski is I think he, if he decides on a Wednesday that he wants to start that Sunday, that will happen. And you're right. It'll be with Tom Brady, wherever he goes. And I think he's still a productive player. He, there's a guy right there, though, that he's already, whenever, that, whenever his last training camp was, that's going to be his last one. Like, he's now, if he wants to come join a team in week four or eight or ten, that will happen. Because there's really nobody like him. Well, you know, and that, that puts the question out there, is Brady going to Miami? Or is he going to stay at Tampa Bay? Now, he talked about it the other day. I, I saw an interview with him uh, where he talked about Gronkowski. And he said, you know, uh, he's not sure. He's saying exactly what you're saying. He's not sure Gronk's going to come out. But if he comes out, he's welcome. And uh, he may come out just because he may want to play with Brady. So um, I, I. Who's Brady going to throw the Super Bowl trophy to <laughs> again? <laughs> If not Gronkowski. Well, I, I, I think they're right. I, I do think that Gronkowski will come out at some point. But, I mean, if they're, you know, one in, or two and seven after week nine, obviously they're not going to the playoffs. Uh, and I think Gronkowski says, see you, Tom. I'm going to take the year off and we'll do that. And Tom may take the year off. But, you know, uh, I, I, I think you're right. I, I think he will wait to that very last minute if he – if they need some – if. Brady needs some help. I think Gronkowski is the help. And he, and he says, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see you wherever it's going to be. So. Uh, offensive tackle. Now, you know, Dwayne Brown of Seattle uh, is the one offensive tackle whose name is out there that I think a lot of people are still saying, okay, he could play somewhere. He's 36 years old. You know, that is quite old, especially for a guy in the trenches. Um, is he done? I think so. Um, it would take a unique situation. It would take somebody's very thin, good, but thin offensive line to get depleted. And he gets a phone call 
and says, hey, would you like to come finish this season out with us? That's what it would take. Because um, I think, obviously, at 36, his best playing days are long gone. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think at some point you have to – does he have the motivation anymore? Does he have the body that will respond to the motivation? And uh, that I don't think anybody knows until it starts happening. So I think, you know, he's been a long time, very unique, gifted left tackle. Um, but that Seattle team is a team now, obviously, in transition. So he's got to find a home. And um, tough to see that's going to happen now because, as you know, this is, uh, you know, <laughs> the average career is, what, three years or so? Yeah. And, and so, you know, you better be – it, it's hard to stick around at that age and a, as you are thought of to because you're not you're you're the name Dwayne Brown but you're not the player Dwayne Brown everybody's think about you know the uh next player on the list I want to talk about is is Joe Hayden now uh Hayden's 33 if you're a Steeler fan you love Joe Hayden I mean he's been great since he left Cleveland signed a few years ago with the Steelers and, and you know he made some splash plays this year. You, uh, we got to see that. But he wasn't the old Joe Hayden. And, I mean, his, his skills have seemed to diminish. Uh, at, at 33, you expect them to diminish some. Is he a top-notch quarterback? And he went out there looking for a lot of money. I mean, he was looking for $10 million. And the Steelers were not ready to go there. And the Steelers moved on. They went with younger guys. They had some guys coming up that, as they normally do. And especially when it comes to defensive players. And I'm I'm wondering, is Joe Hayden a guy that is going to hook up with somebody? Has he priced himself out of the market? And is he done? Well, you can price yourself out, and that looks like to be maybe what he has done to this point. Um, but like with everybody we're talking about on this list, um, they're all plug-in players. So if somebody gets in a situation where you know, it's a young team and they start having guys go down. Could they use a Joe Hayden to come in and influence that group? Heck yeah, they could. Um, like everybody we're talking about here. And so they're just, for everybody we are talking about, there really has to be that right fit, not only for where Joe Hayden feels comfortable, for what the team feels comfortable. Does, is he a good mix with the rest of, you know, that defense? And um, I think everybody at like, the decision makers, the general managers and the coaches and the people who have say in all of this, I think those are all things that they're going to take into consideration because, right, I mean, you're not thinking about a future really with Joe Hayden as being your starting cornerback for the next two or three years. Nobody's going to think that. And so could he be a uh, sort of what coach on the field and set a good example for the other players to follow? Heck yeah, he could. Um, and has had a lot of great games in the past. He's a great player and, and was a great player. But now, you know, he's kind of that mid-level, I think, type of cornerback. Like you said, I mean, his skills look to have diminished, but he's also a smart, savvy player as well and can play uh, and, and can be a really a thorn in the side of any offense um, if he's part of a good defense. I think you hit the, hit the nail on the head there as far as, you know, the fact that he is a savvy player. He's a very smart player. Uh, and, you know, I think, as, as you know, playing around some of these guys that, you know, guys that take it seriously 
and know that their skills are diminishing. As those skills diminish, they have learned more and more and start to apply the good ones, apply what they've learned and make the adjustments. Whether you're relative to baseball, you, you know you're, you're a shortstop who can't make it to your left very fast anymore. So you cheat. You cheat a little bit to the left. And, and you, you make up uh, the differences where you can mentally to take advantage of your experience. And I think that's what you talked about with Joe Hayden. We had, we had a guy in Detroit, Tim McHire, who had been around a little bit. And he was near the end of his career. He was a great influence um, as a cornerback with the Lions and had been around, seen a bunch, and had been on some successful teams. And um, I think that kind of player on either side of the ball can be a really good fit for the right team. A couple of guys that I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on, Trey Flowers, a defensive end for the Lions, who's only 29, and Anthony Barr, an outside linebacker. I believe the last uh, team he was with was with Minnesota. Uh, both those guys went on IR at the end of last year, and they're both free agents. They're both young, 29, 30 years old. Uh, do those guys or those type of guys still have a shot at hooking up with a team uh, as as somebody who's going to be a, a couple of year player and not just a, a fill in. Well, it's it, interesting because, you know, there's a lot of people and it doesn't have to be just football. Look what Andrew Wiggins is doing right now for the Golden State Warriors. He was the first overall pick when he came out and was an underperformer. All of a sudden he's exploding right now. And so can Trey Flowers and Anthony Barr uh, reach that level? Who knows? But um, I think neither one were that explosive of a player to begin with. They were good, steady players. And, and I think, again, you know, when, if you're an owner of a team or if you're a general manager of a team and you can get that guy for a third or less uh, money-wise, that's probably where most of these guys are going to end up, either late in the season getting picked up, but I don't think they're going to be on a, on a roster. Some of these, like Trey Flowers and Anthony Barr, I don't think will be on a roster at the start of the season. One guy that kind of stands out there that everybody either hates or loves is the, the Dominican Sioux. I mean, this guy, he's a monster. He is so controversial because he's had some great games, but he's had some games where he's injured people and – and people hate his guts. But okay, so he'll a... step on the occasional offensive lineman that they end the plays on the ground. Mistakenly, as he's walking back to his own huddle, it happens. <laughs> yeah. The other thing about him is that, um, like I said, either love him or hate him. If he's on your team, you love him. If he's not on your team, you hate him. And he's 35 years old. He's out there. Uh, he's probably um, somewhat injury prone at this this time, maybe. I'm not talking about Bounty Gate or anything like that, but I am—I just saw the Sean Payton movie last night, which was kind of interesting. Um, but uh, I, I got to think that there are guys who maybe, maybe not want to take a good shot at him now that he's not as agile as he used to be. Hey, this is the guy. This could be last year's Von Miller. And Dominic and Sue is that type of player. Um, and he can tilt the field in your favor. And if you're a contender, and this is and defensively, 
If you want to stop the run, that's the guy. If you want to collapse the pocket, that's the guy. He probably do this at 56 um, or 55, whatever he is. And, and so as long as he feels like playing, and it seems like he does, and given the right situation, this is the guy that I would bank on. You know, somebody like him, Odell Beckham, uh, somebody that plays the game with something to prove, and I don't care how old he is. Now, we want to talk a little bit about um, training camp. Uh, you mentioned it with, um, with Gronkowski that his last training camp is probably the ever one he's, last one he's ever going to have because especially guys like this, um, maybe they do need something physical um, because of their age. But then again, these are guys that will step right in at any point, right? How many defenses are there for Dominican Sue to memorize? or plays for Gronkowski to, to, that he's never run before. And so you've got certain guys like that, like everybody on this list. They've seen, if they're defensive guys, they've seen every offensive play. Uh, they know how to play players. They know what their own strengths are. They know how to feast on your weaknesses, and they know how to anticipate. That's the biggest thing. If you can anticipate in this game, um, and, and you've been around a little bit, even if, you're, even if your skills are somewhat diminished, um, you can still get by for, you know, another year or two past what sometimes people think you can. And I think that's the other thing, too, is a lot of these people, every name on this list right now, in some way, somebody has doubted them at some point. And Odell Beckham and Dominican and Sue are, are perfect examples of that. And, uh, you know, everybody thought when, when um, uh, uh, that Odell Beckham was the issue in Cleveland, when it turns out he was far from it. And um, and so I think you got a lot of these guys that will play with a chip on their shoulder forever. And so, no, training camp is not where they that's not where they want to go. They want to go on a team that wants to win. And um, like and the way training camps are nowadays, no one hits anyway. Um, and there's not a lot that they haven't done or seen that's going to take place in the next training camp. Cool. Well. Well, see where these guys fall out and when they fall out. And if they're on your fantasy radar, uh, you want to make sure that uh, you check those injury wires every week, too. What we need is for the Bears and Justin Fields to step it up this year. There you go. Okay. I didn't mention Steelers hardly at all. You got your Bears. You got it. Well, I saw you, sk <laughs> you skimmed across the top of them just for a minute there with yeah. Joe Hayden, which I thought was good. I thought was good. <laughs> I didn't talk about Kenny Pickett, right? <laughs> there's a time for that for sure you got it there you have it kramer and grilled nfl podcast you can join us each week by finding the podcast wherever you get your shows and for the video cast just check out my bob grill youtube channel easiest way is just to go directly to our website that's kramerandbrill.com all the links are right there on the home page plus past shows my friend and colleague eric kramer i'm bob grill and we'll see you next time